great thing in that life. So even as my man of God has even stood and declared that you can never stumble as long as you're on your knees, that, yea, I, the Lord thy God, say that I will start even this night a new thing, yea, even in this ministry and in my body. Father, Lord, thy God, I'm even calling my body back to prayer so that I can touch through thee, so that I can go out and be, that I can go out and be the hands reaching out to others. For yea, I say unto you, only be strong and go forth in my name and be of a good courage. Don't be deceived. For yea, I, the Lord, thy God, have called this thing to be. I, the Lord, thy God, have called this thing into being this night. Only go forth in my name and be that which I have called you to be, saith the Lord, thy God, this night to this people. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be leaving the air briefly here. We'll be returning in just a few moments. But go ahead if you're at home right now. Get on up and come on over here and shout with me, Jesus. Are you glad that he did? Give the Lord another big hand clap of praise. Amen. How many know the devil didn't want us to have a service tonight? How many know we in Hannah Little Church, but we're going to have some church before we leave out of here tonight? Give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm saying. Amen. Glory! But you lift your hands up and worship the Lord Jesus tonight before we get into the Word. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to get into the Word tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's someone in a white Hyundai left your lights on outside. A white Hyundai left your lights on outside. Let's just worship the Lord Jesus. Just worship him. Just love him. Thank you, Lord God. We praise your holy name. We praise you. Oh, I don't know about you tonight, but I feel in my spirit somebody been praying. Someone got a breakthrough here today. Somebody is walking with God and angels in here. And Lord, speak to us tonight. Speak to us tonight, Lord God. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord another shout for victory. going to be too long here tonight. We're going to fight the devil with a short stick, get right up on him, knock him out, and get on out of here. This month coming up is going to be a month of prayer for us. And we're just trying to get our hearts ready. Are you listening to me? To enter in, into a new place with God. God spoke to my heart concerning just, uh, I just want to reflect refresh your thinking on some things that we already know but it's one thing about praying it, you know we know we need to pray but it's so hard to find ourselves praying are you listening to me turn with me quickly tonight back to where we were this morning to second Chronicles, the seventh chapter we are going to see god like never before in the next few weeks now, if you don't want to see the supernatural, stay home. Because God is going to work some miracles without the preaching of the word right here in the next few weeks. Some of the deacons that's going to help somebody out of a car and God going to heal them. 
Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. I say y'all not listening to what I'm saying. Amen. I can see right now somebody, amen, may be in a wheelchair or whatever, trying to get them out the car and God work a miracle. Wouldn't that be beautiful? That one of these big strong deacons reach down to pick them up and God heal them and they pick the deacon up and run in the church with him. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. Because something happens when people start praying. I say something happens when people start to pray. And I don't know about you, but God been dealing with me. God been saying it's time for prayer. Look what the Word of God says in 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, the 14th verse. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 58. When you get it, say, I got it. I'm on my way. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. These new Bibles don't go as fast as those old ones. But what the Word of God says in the 58th chapter, thank God someone's slower than I am in here. The sixth verse. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? To undo the heavy what? And to let the oppressed go free? And, to, and that ye break some yokes? How many know when you're broke, that's a yoke? <laughs> Some of y'all see a yoke on you right now. How many know when you got family problems, that's a yoke on you? How many know when you're unemployed, that's a yoke on you? How many know when you're on a job where they're putting all kind of pressure on you, that's a yoke on you? The seventh verse says... Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou, that thou bringest the poor that are cast out to thine house? Ain't too many folks fasting like that. They go on a fast and go look for some poor folks to bring them home to feed them. Ain't too many folks living in the Bible no more. We read the Bible. We're living in our professional Bible readers. When thou seest the naked, that thou clothe him, and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall bring forth, shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. And the glory of the Lord shall be what? Sound like God is telling us we need to do some praying and some fasting. The thought we want to deal with tonight, just for a few minutes, is it's hard to stumble 
when you're on your knees. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Turn to your neighbor you don't like turning to and tell them that too because they need to know that. That it's hard to stumble, neighbor, when you're on your knees. Put you bow your heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus here tonight, I thank you for your word. That it will not return void, but will accomplish that what pleases you. And Lord, I ask you to speak to this people and stir their hearts, Lord God, to pray and to fast and to seek your face. And Lord, we thank you right now that a new spirit is coming upon all of us. I bind the devil tonight in Jesus' name. And Lord, I lose your love and mercy in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of you were not here this morning? Raise your hand, please. Everybody. Okay, thank you, Lord. I was sharing with the people this morning concerning when God spoke this message to my heart. Just a few days ago, I was in Montgomery, Alabama. And every time I go to Montgomery, Alabama, there's an aging minister that I like to spend time with. Because God has given this man some wisdom. And I don't know about you, but I ran with fools long enough. In my younger days, I ran with the fools and I was a fool. And I have made up in my mind with the life that I have left on this earth, I'm going to be around folks that I can receive something from. I'm not talking about money because you can get money today and spend it. But I want to tell you tonight and challenge you tonight, if you're going to hang with a crowd, hang with somebody that know God. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm saying. So... Dolores and myself and Sister Burgess, we were together and we was going out to get uh, some lunch. And I called this minister up and he was way on the other side of town. And, and he was busy, but he stopped what he was doing because he said he liked spending time with me. And I told Dolores them that when he comes over, get your pen and paper ready because I know God is going to speak to us. And I shared with the people this morning that we were on our way to Montgomery that Amen, it's a long trip, and Brother Pay kind of act like he got a little tired, and I got in the back seat and was playing possum. Now, you don't know because you're not from the country what playing possum means. Playing possum means you act like you're sleeping. Are you listening to me? Amen, so they were doing the driving, and, but they were reading the scriptures one to another as they were headed, amen, along the road. And I was there listening to the Word of God, but what was so beautiful, they went from one section of the Bible to the other. And the amazing thing, this was the day before we was having lunch and the minister came over. But when he came over, the Spirit of God came upon him and he started sharing from his heart some things that he felt we need to know. And I tell you word for word, he started quoting the same exact scriptures that Dolores and Sister Burgess had read from the word of God 24 hours, amen, before. God has a way of giving you a confirmation if you dare to be open to receive what God wants to speak to your heart. And I come to tell you, if you serve God and be real and pure, I didn't say be perfect, but be pure about what you want to do for God, he will always in your day of trouble have a ram in the bush waiting to deliver you out of the troubles that you're going through. 
So Dolores and Sister Burgess was encouraged in their hearts. They got so excited because there's something about when you know that the God of the universe cares enough to let you know you're in the right vein. Are you hearing me? So Sometimes you go for weeks and months and it seems like you don't get a clear word from God. But it's something powerful that when you can call on heaven and 24 hours later, heaven say, here's the answer and you're right in the flow and right where I want you to be. But then God starts speaking to me. I want to let you know I got by five sermons quick from what this man said. But then he said something so powerful. He said, son, amen, you, God is using you. And a lot of folks got their eyes on you. And he said, the devil would like to trick you up. The devil would like to throw you off track. But he said, son, you got to learn to walk in the spirit. He said, you got to learn to be in God and let God be in you. You got to learn something, son. And he said, so told a story. He said, don't you remember when the disciples, amen, after the crucifixion was sitting in that room and it seemed like all hope was gone. They sat there and it was, amen, a, a, a sad evening. It was a sad time. And they sat there and everything that they had invested in for three and a half years, it was gone. I can imagine it was, Matthew said, I can't go back to the tax business. I denounced that before everyone. And I can imagine the other one say, I cannot go back and do this. And they were sitting there. They had lost one of their friends, had hung himself. Are oh, you listening to me? And Peter was sitting there all messed up. He had denied that Jesus, that he even known him. So it was a sad time. But the walls, the Bible said the door was shut. Amen. It was a gloom, dark, cold place. And in the midst of their sadness and sorrow, the Bible tells me, Jesus walked right through the wall in the midst of their troubles and problems. Some of you in here tonight and those listening by radio, amen, the situation you found in the night may seem like you're in a boxed room, amen, and you don't have a door, you don't have a wall, you're wondering what is your way out, your back is nailed against the wall, the pressures are on, but I come to tell you that Jesus Christ is the same tonight as he was yesterday, he's the same, and if he walked through the walls to talk to the disciples and to encourage them, he'll walk through the wall of your family problem and sickness and financial problem and let you know that he loves you and he cares for you tonight. Are you listening to me tonight? He'll walk through your wall and let you know I love you. He don't need a door. He said, I am the door. He don't need a way. He said, I am the way. Y'all not listening to what I'm preaching. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can imagine, amen, amen, it was dark in that room. I can imagine they didn't even have a lamp on in that room because it seemed like when everything go wrong, it gets dark in, in the place where you're at. Oh, you're listening to me. When everything go wrong, it could be high noon and it seemed like a dark day. But when he walked in that room, he walked in that room saying, I am the light of the world. He lit up that place when he walked in and brought light and deliverance to the people. He says, son, always remember when you stay in prayer and stay in tune with God and God walking in you and you walking in God. And he says, son, always pray because it's hard to stumble 
when you're on your knees. See, it's hard to fall when you're already down. Oh, y'all not listening to me. And your way up is down in the kingdom. I heard one preacher say, amen, a man on his knees is taller than the trees. Another man said, I don't have a PhD. Amen. I haven't went to all the theological schools, but he said, Neology is better than theology. Are you listening to me? Oh, give the Lord a shout of victory tonight. If you hear what I'm preaching, I'm preaching the word of God to you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may not know the Greek and the Hebrew and the origin of the word, but I know how to get on my knees and to touch heaven and get a breakthrough for God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And when that preacher told me that the other day, I've been trying to shake this thing off. I can't shake it off. Woke up this morning with it on my mind. Woke up the day before that with that on my mind. Woke up the day before that one with this on my mind. That it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Are you listening to me? I say it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Let me give you the definition to the word stumble. You need to know that. See, a man that's praying don't make mistakes. Brother Emory, come here. Let me show these folks something. Oh, God, I feel the power of God in here. I feel a breakthrough on the way. You see, it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. See, you can push that man as long as he's standing. Oh, you listen to me. Get on your knees. Hallelujah. But when a man get on his knees, you can't move him. When he's on his knees, you can't move him. And when a man pray, you can't move a man that's praying. A man that's praying and got a hold of God, you can't move him. Let me tell you something. You can have a letter from Congress that tells you something and somebody can persuade you to put it down. You can have a letter from the governor and somebody will tell you to close it up. But when you got a word from God, nobody can stop you. Nobody can turn you around when you get a word from God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's hard to stumble. Oh, y'all not listening to me It's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I'm not saying you're not going to have no problems. But a man that's praying can handle it. I'm not saying that you're not going to cry. But a man that's praying can handle it. I'm not saying you're not going to get broke. But a man that's praying can handle it. I'm not saying you're not going to get sick. But a man that's praying, he can handle it when you're praying and believing God for a breakthrough. Hallelujah! It's hard to stumble, Brother Curtis, when you're on your knees. When you're on your knees. I tried it with the bankers. I tried it with this one. I tried it with the politics. Now I'm going to try God. I'm going to do like the old folks. I'm going to stretch out on him and see what my God going to do for me. Hallelujah. Why? I say why? Because it's hard to stumble. When I'm on my knees. Woo. Let's see what the dictionary say about this word stumble. A lot of folks ain't got no metric because we don't understand. I say, you just need to get some understanding, Jared. Hallelujah. Don't you cut that ready, y'all. Because God's going to give you something that's going to bring you through the storm. And you quit blaming your problems on everybody and everything. 
Look in the mirror, you'll see your problems. I say, look in the mirror, you'll see your problem. You'll see 90% of your problem. Hallelujah, it's hard to stumble. Whew. When you're on your knees. Are you listening to me tonight? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's hard to stumble, neighbor. When you're on your knees. Oh, God, I feel a prayer meeting coming on. I say, I feel a prayer meeting coming on. I see a prayer meeting coming on. Choir is going to come time. Amen. I don't want you to sing. I'm going to ask you, come on, let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a half hour. Let's pray and believe God. And I can see you getting up out of prayer, opening blind eyes, opening deaf ears, making a lame walk. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have entertained each other and God long enough. Let's get on to the real anointing and power of God and see a world turn around. Hallelujah. It's hard to stumble. I say it's hard to stumble. Whew. When you're on your knees. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look what the dictionary said about this word stumble. I like this. Look what it says. It says to stumble means to trip or to miss one step. Who come on now. A man or woman that's praying don't make no trip. Don't trip up that bad. They don't miss that step that bad. Come on. Y'all not listening to me. Some of you just from one mess to a mess. Some of you from one mistake to another mistake. But God is saying by his Holy Ghost tonight. That if you spend time in prayer, but this is our problem. We laying around scheming all day and night, amen, trying to come up with some plan and take it to God and say, God bless this. Something you had dreamed up in the flesh. Something you had got in the flesh all night and day long, all week long, amen, in your intellect and your past victories and past experience and say, now, Lord, bless this. But I come to tell you, when you get down on your knees and God give you something, it'll already be blessed. If God give it to you, it's already blessed. Hallelujah. You cannot twist the arm of God and make God bless you. You cannot make God bless you. You get it from God, it's already blessed. I say it's already blessed. You get it from God, it's already working. I say it's already working. I say it's already working. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why it's hard to stumble? Ooh, when you're on your knees. Let's finish this definition so I can bring you up to where we are. Some of you wonder why we so wild tonight. Because we know what we're hearing from tonight. We know where we've been, but thank God we know where we're going. I say we know where we're going. Hallelujah. Oh, and there was a sweet smell went up before God in here. From five to six, people came through the storm. You think God is not going to bless you after coming through this flood tonight to be here? So many folks, more folks turned around and went back. Listen to me. I say, there's more folks turned around and went back. Amen. But I thank God tonight to them that say, I'm not going to let water. I'm not going to let an old raggedy car. I'm not going to let my Jerry curl get messed up or my perm. Amen. Going back. I'm starting in Jesus and I'm going through. I'm going to pay the price no matter what I'm going to do. Why? It's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Oh, and every water hole you went through, and that old car went trying to cut off. 
Amen. I can see the angel jump. God say, angel, get behind that thing. And the angel came down. Start pushing you on out of that water. You ain't listening to me. Oh, glory be to God tonight. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's hard to stumble. I say it's hard to stumble when you're already on your knees. Mm. I say hallelujah. Tonight service is for everybody that's not afraid to mess up their perms and their cherry curls. Tonight service is for everybody that got gray and not afraid to die. Gonna wear out your hair tonight. Get washed out. Tonight service. Oh, y'all not listening to me. The night service is for everybody that's bald and not afraid they're going to get a cold in their head. The night service for them that dare to receive from God. Them that dare to say, I am a child of God and I'm going to be blessed by God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I say glory be to God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am blessed. Oh, Lord, I felt that. Let's finish reading this definition. Oh, I feel good tonight. I say, I feel good tonight. And I know faith ain't got nothing to do with what I feel. But how can I help God in me and don't feel it? How can I help the Holy Ghost in me and don't feel it? How can I help the Son of God in me and don't feel me? How can I help the Father in me and don't feel him? How can I help that which have created the universe in me and I don't, amen, get a cheer sometimes? I don't want to shout sometimes. I don't want to cry sometimes. Something wrong. I say something wrong. Amen. When God is in you, amen, Jeremiah say, it's like a fire. Shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. It's like a fire. God don't need no matches. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I say God don't need no matches. He don't need no matches. It's hard to stumble. I say it's hard to stumble when you're already on your knees. Oh, Lord. Let me finish reading this definition. Oh, I feel all right. To trip or to miss one step in walking or running. I say it's hard to miss your step when you're already on your knees. Y'all not listening to me. To speak or act or proceed in confusion there are so many children of God are living a total chaotic life and say they in the Holy Ghost I say they say they in the Holy Ghost I say they say they in the Holy Ghost a man or woman that's praying is not confused if you're going to worry don't pray but if you're going to pray please don't worry Y'all didn't hear that. I said, if you're going to worry, don't pray at all. But if you're going to pray, don't worry. It's going to be all right. I like the last thing here. Now, if the worldly dictionary could got more sense than the church, look what the worldly dictionary say. To fall into sin 
<laughs> when you don't pray, you're going to steal. When you don't pray, you're going to lie to somebody. When you don't pray, you're going to run around with somebody. Oh, you didn't say amen too loud, then, did you? Somebody say amen. When you don't pray, you're going to gossip. It's hard to gossip. Pick up the phone. It's hard to pray in the Holy Ghost and talk about somebody. It's hard to pray and rob God and don't pay your tithes. See, it's hard to stumble when you're already on your knees. See, a lot of folks saying they're praying and they all confused. And falling in and out of a mess all the time. Turn to your neighbor and just smile at them. Somebody's looking at somebody that ain't prayed in so long. But they won't help. I'm talking about how to pray your way out off of the food stamps. I'm talking about how to pray your way out of the welfare offices. I'm talking about how to pray your way out of the projects and ghettos. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. I'm talking about how to pray your husband back home, how to pray your wife back home, how to pray your children off of drugs and alcohol and sexual perversion. Amen. It's hard to stumble when you're already on your knees. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. It's hard to hate somebody when you've been praying. It's hard to hold a grudge if you've been praying. Are you listening to what I'm preaching here tonight? Let me give you the last two points of the, what the dictionary says. I'm a word man. You cannot even live by man's words, let alone God's word. We need some understanding. I say we need some understanding. And it says, so fall into sin... And error. People said they hadn't heard from God and split churches. Little old bitty prayer meetings on the side don't nobody know about. Taking up their little collections. Saying we need this, need that. Pastor don't even know what's going on. They got preachers right now listening by radio. Don't you cut this radio off. You're sitting under pastors and you preaching something different from him and think you holy and think you righteous. If the man is not living for God, you need to go somewhere else and stop tearing up that church. Are you listening to me? How can you say you had heard from God and God hates a rebel? Well, Brother Pete, he's not preaching the truth. Well, what you doing there? God ain't sent you there to get him straight. If he's the leader, God knows what he's doing and God didn't go deal with it. What you doing dealing with it? All these mercenaries. God has sent you to get a church saved that ain't never been saved. But you there causing confusion to make folks don't want the real way. Are you listening to me? I said, are you listening to me? God is not the author of confusion. When you're praying, you're not going to walk in confusion. Hallelujah. But you're saying we all are at different levels of darkness. 
I say we all are ignorant about some things that are in this book here. And if you live long enough, preachers, what you preach today, you might not preach it next year. But it takes a real man, a real woman to say, you know what? I was kind of messed up last year, but now I know a little better. But that's a sign you're not praying when you stay in error for years. I say that's a sign you're not praying. Are you with me tonight? I say it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I say when you're on your knees. Point number one concerning, hallelujah, a man on his knees. It's a sign of humility. It's symbolic of humility for a man to bow down and say, I need someone or something bigger than I am. And the problem with most of the church world tonight, I don't care what faith or what denomination you may be found in. I don't care what race or what, amen, economical background or social background tonight. The problem with most of the Christian people are they too proud to say, God, I need you. God is not a Santa Claus in heaven waiting to bring you some goodies or some escape hatch. He didn't call you to call upon him in just a time of trouble. But God wants you to love him and walk with him seven days a week and 24 hours a day. But see, a man that's on his knees is symbolic of humility. I say it's symbolic of humility. I say it's symbolic of humility. Turn with me quickly to Psalms, amen, 131, amen, and 1. Hallelujah. Is it all right if I preach the truth or y'all want to hear a fairy tale tonight? Y'all want to hear a fairy tale tonight? Want me to preach about I want to see my kin folks, amen, way over yonder? Come on. That God ain't concerned about your kin folks that's gone. God want to deal with the wickedness of your heart. God want to deal with you tonight. I say God want to deal with you. He want to deal with me tonight. Thank God for them that's gone. But God say, what are you going to do about him now? Because it's appointed once that men will die and after death is a judgment. Amen. They are standing in wait of judgment now. But it's according to how you prayed and how sincere and pure you was. It's going to be according to what judgment you're going to have. Are you listening to what I'm saying here tonight? I say it's hard to stumble. Oh God, I'm running out of time already. When you're already on your knees. How many folks want to hear the truth in here tonight? Hallelujah. Look what the Bible says in Psalms 131. The writer says, Lord, my heart is not what? Uh-oh, big, full of pride. Nerve my eyes, what? Neither do I exercise, what? The writer is trying to say, Lord, I don't want to have a big head and a big heart. I don't want to sit in some big ivory palace, amen, like I'm greater than everybody and don't need you. I don't want to be walking in the boardroom and I, they can't move till I come with the great answer. But he was saying, Lord, I'm nothing but dirt. Do you realize tonight you are nothing but dirt? I don't care if you got designer clothes on tonight. I don't care if you got a million dollars in, 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 in the bank. I don't care if you mint 
midnight black, a lily white, a yellow, purple, red. You're nothing but some dirt. And we got the arrogance to walk up here like we don't need God. And God is saying it's time to humble ourselves before him. We want to see a revival in our city. We want to see our children delivered and set free. But we're too big to get real with God. I know some of you don't like what I'm preaching by radio. And some of you in here don't like it. But God likes what I'm preaching. I say God likes what I'm preaching here tonight. Hallelujah. Some folks, amen, are wrong about some things. And they got too much pride to say they're wrong. He said, I don't want to seem like I'm exercising myself in matters that I don't understand. Why are we so hard on ourselves? And we, we too ashamed to tell somebody, I just don't know what I'm doing. But we got to have the answers all the time. How many of you know that if you're walking around here in ignorance, everybody going to know it if you don't go on, go on repent, tell somebody. If you only knew what people were saying about you before you walk in your meetings, say, here come that fool. Here come that fool. The writer here said, I don't try to exercise and flaunt myself in things I don't understand. You better be careful of how you speak about things you don't know nothing about. Folks always coming to me with some information on somebody. What you think about them, Brother Pate? I say, look, I don't know what to say about it because I don't have all the evidence. If you don't have all the evidence, how can you judge a matter? And there's no man or woman with all the evidence. The only one got all the evidence is God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Oh, give the Lord a shout tonight if you hear what I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Take your mouth off of each other. Some folks, I'm going to give you a question, then I'm going to answer. Somebody probably said, boy, if Jesus would just come down here, everything would be all right for me. No, it wouldn't. Because he came down here before, and man showed what he would do with Jesus. He crucified him. If Jesus came down here tonight, became your friend, you'll end up getting crucified with him. Because the average church in the United States would throw Jesus outside if he would come. The average one of you in here tonight, if he came to your house to spend a week, you'd be saying, I'll be glad when he leaves. Because if you're not praying, you don't know him. I said, if you're not seeking his face, you don't know him. It's hard to stumble tonight when you're on your knees. Turn to Romans, the 8th chapter, quickly. I know somebody said, well, he went through this this morning, but you didn't get it. That's why you said it. Because I read Romans, the 8th chapter, a thousand times. Every time I read it, it's good. I say every time I read it, it's good. You eat bread every day and you don't complain. The reason why you complain about the Bible because you don't like Jesus. I say you don't like Jesus. You drink water. Y'all don't want to hear the truth tonight. 
Let me tell you a fairy tale or something. Let me talk about what's going on in Hollywood. We'll smile. We'll get happy. But you don't want to know what's going on in your heart tonight. I say it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I don't have time to find out what all these guys are doing over here wrong or what's happening over here wrong. Amen. I'm here trying to get to know my God. Amen. I'm fighting demons and devils getting hit this way and that way and dodging here. I don't have time. Are you listening? But what the Bible says in the 26th verse, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also help our weaknesses. For we know not what to pray for as we ought. Folks, if you don't know how to pray as you ought, you need to stay on your knees, on your face. I didn't say it. God said the average person don't know how to pray like they need to be praying. You don't know how to pray about the problem you're in. You may be praying wrong. I never forget somebody said, I don't like God over there around Dwight Payton. He looks like he's howling at everyone. I'm not howling at you. That's the way I talk. And God going to let some folks hear that like the way I talk. Are you listening to me? And there's somebody listening by radio getting set free right now. We don't know how to pray as well. We need to stay on our face trying to find out how to pray. But the Holy Ghost takes over with groanings that cannot be uttered. We need to learn to pray in the Spirit. Paul said, I pray in the Spirit and I pray in the understanding. There's two ways to pray. In your natural language and in the Holy Ghost language. And when you don't know how to pray as you are, this time to pray in the Holy Ghost. And to pray in the Spirit, you've got to humble yourself because God's going to have you speak in the heavenly language and you're going to have to take it by faith. I said, you're going to have to take it by faith. Oh, God, help us. And I turn to 1 Peter. I'm headed to where we're going tonight, and we're just going to stay there for a moment. Amen. And we're going to believe God for some miracles in here tonight. We're going to believe God for some breakthroughs in here tonight. I believe the Spirit of God is stirring somebody. It's time to pray. First Peter, the fifth chapter. It says, likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elders. What talk about submit yourself to the preachers? What talk about submit yourself to these elders up here? Oh, no. It was talking about you younger folks need to respect people that got some age. I say you younger people need to respect some folks that's older than you. But we got a generation of Christians. I'm not talking about the people out in the world. I'm talking about I ain't seen more order in the barroom than I see in the church sometimes. Are you listening to me? I say, are you listening to me? Even the women in the streets will listen to the older women that's in the streets. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. When I was in the streets, the, the older men could teach the younger men how to hustle. The older women could teach the younger women how to profile. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. But we Holy Ghost people, we saved people, we folks that are church folks don't want nobody to tell us nothing. We hear it from God. We don't want nobody to talk to us. Something wrong with you. 
when a mama 20 years older than you being a mother cannot tell you that you're missing it with your kids. Because they may be telling you from experience because they may have missed it with that. Oh, but we got big old heads and ain't nothing in it. I say we got big old heads and ain't nothing in them heads. Eighty dollar hairdos and ain't nothing in between that. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. I say y'all don't want to hear the truth tonight. I say y'all don't want to hear the truth. You want to hear it's my thing. I do what I want to do with it. That's not the Bible. Everybody that's going to do what they want to do with it going to split hell wide open. Oh, give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm preaching tonight. The Bible says you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Submit to the older. Better not tell your children what to do and they tan up this church. Tanning up, just jumping up down on the chair. Knocking the bottom out the chair. Putting gum over everything. Walk up to you and tell you, look, honey, don't look at your child doing this here. Let me tell you something, older folks in here. You are paying for this bill, and you got a right to tell them. And if they don't tighten up, we, me and you will get together. We'll spank somebody. I'd rather lose a person than to have somebody tan up everything around here teaching folks the wrong way. Give them all a shout if you hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah! Why are we like this? Because we are not praying. When you are praying, when you hear the truth, you'll submit to it. The truth don't have to come out of the older person. It could come from a four-year-old kid. If you're praying, you're going to know the truth. But no, we're too busy to pray. We have our careers. Are you listening to me? See, you'll pray all night if the, if the car dealer say, now if you pray all night, I'll get, get you a car in the morning. Well, you'll pray all night if the, the real estate broker say, I'm going to give you this house in the morning if you pray all night, but you won't pray all night for your kid that's on drugs. But if it was something up in your pocket, you'll stay up all night praying. If it was something to make you look pretty, you'll pray all night. But a human life, we cannot spend an hour in prayer about it. A human's destiny, his eternity, don't mean nothing to us. We serve the God that gives and not the God that just wants you to respond with love. Are you listening to me? Why we don't want no one to tell us anything? Why we don't want to submit to one another in love? 
And why when we do tell folks that stuff that we tell it to them like we some kind of dictator? Why we can't love one another and share with one another and tell one another as sisters and brothers in God? We're not praying. Some of us walking around with a big old neon light, don't you bother me, don't you touch me, don't you rub me wrong, don't you squeeze me. Walking around here like you've been eating fries or kissing a bulldog all night. Like you looking for a humbug. Are you listening to me? And if this all the Jesus you have, no wonder your lost loved ones don't want it. You walking around finding folks and everything all the time. Ain't nobody doing nothing right. You're the only righteous one in the world. Ain't no perfect church in town. Tell. And if you go find that church that is perfect, when you get there, you're going to mess it up. I got the clothes. Why is it such a mess in the church? Let's not deal with the street people or the crooked politicians or crooked business folks. Please, let's only fool with them. Let's get ourselves right. Let's get the church of Jesus Christ in order. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What it says. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with what? Humility. Some folks think they, they want to act like they're walking in humility. Humility is not walking around like you, somebody, like a dog with his head between his legs. Oh, look at her. She's so humble. You go say the wrong thing to her. You find out how humble she is. And the first step, you know what I really hate, Brother Parker, is when somebody brag about how humble they are. When I hear somebody say that, I say, oh, I see you, I got to go. That ain't nothing but the devil. When somebody bragging about how much they taking off of everybody. The only reason you take me, you can't get up to them to hit them. The Bible says we should be clothed with humility. If you are not spending time with God, you're not going to have no humility flowing out of you. You are a wolf without God. Turn and look at your neighbor right now. Somebody's looking at a wolf without God. They'll eat you up. The average person in here, if they would come and spend a week with you, you would pay them to leave. You never had anybody come, a Christian come move in with you. Oh, for the first week or two, they so much humility, they mop and sweep. Every time you get home, everything's sparkling. You think Mr. Clean and lived up in there. The pot's shining, it looked like diamonds stuck in it. But Lord, that third week, It's 12 o'clock. He ain't got out the bed yet. Come on, somebody. And you better not leave. You come back in the evening, the house smell like burnt food. Five glasses in the sink. Three pots. Five plates. You said, who you had over? Ain't nobody was over. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying? 
And every day they went out looking for a job, but ain't nothing worthy, ain't no place worthy for them to work at there. I'm not going to work for nothing. Well, you're not going to live here for nothing either. You're not going to work for nothing, you ain't going to live here for nothing. Now you better make up your mind, you're going to go out there and work for something and live here, or either you're not going to work for nothing, you're not going to live here for nothing. But they're so full of humility, and if you put them out, they'll put your name all over the streets. And they're not going to tell it like it happened. How many know folks will use you and won't tell it like it happened? How many have ever been used by some of these humble folks? Some of these humble folks. And they got a way of getting to your other friends and lying on you. Honey, you don't know her. I live there. I know her. <laughs> Let me close the message. I'm headed home now. Are you ready to come out of this mess we're in? Most of the problems that the church world is in is because the church won't pray. We trying to fight and get prayer in the school and can't get folks to come to a prayer meeting in the church. <laughs> we marching up and down the streets trying to shut down the abortion clinics and everything. Hey Amen. Don't know Christians are supposed to be getting no, no abortion. How are you going to stop the world from doing things, amen, with a sign? You got to preach the gospel to the world. Uh, Y'all don't want to hear the truth. We're trying to get the Supreme Court to pray, and I can't even get you to pray. I can't get the prayer group to pray. Are you listening to me? We're trying to get, the, amen, the, 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 the Senate and the Congress to stand up and sing Amazing Grace, and we can't get the choir to sing it without missing a note. Thank God we're not having an election right now to see if I'm going to be pastor next week. Are you listening to me? We fighting to get prayer in the school. Let's get some prayer in the church house. Let's get some prayer in the church house. I said let's get some prayer in the church house. You know the little country church I came out of, New Zion Baptist Church up in the country, they were ignorant about a lot of things, but one thing they knew how to go have a prayer meeting. See, we have revivals now, but them folks used to meet up for a week or two praying before they have a revival meeting. We want to have a revival meeting, just come out of, amen, the, the McDonald's drive-in window. Stuff it down with a hamburger trying to get to the revival meeting. Sitting there watching another world, time I got a revival meeting tonight. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying? The choir sitting there watching Saturday Night Live all night and tell my glory, holy, 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 the next few hours. We want a move of God. I say we want a move of God. I say we want a move of God. And God will wake you at midnight and you will turn over and go back to sleep. Something wrong, folks. We got to repent and get right with God and come back in the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah! If we spend as much time with God as we do trying to get our nice suits together, 
go to the beauty shop and stay in there seven hours trying to get a curl in your head and pay $90 for it and won't give your tithes in the offering for God to touch souls. Want to cook a chicken for Jesus? A raffle a hog head, a, a chance list. Don't you cut that radio off, sit down. Give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm saying. Amen. Glory! About to close here tonight. But it says this. You got to get clothed in humility. I say you got to get clothed in humility. If you start praying, you'll be able to take some rejection and some opposition. You know, we got Christians, Pastor. I know the folks up in Appaloosa, they're more holy than the folks are down here. You know, because in the country, they're better. I hope they're better. But we got folks here that say they love Jesus and get mad for a week because they say somebody looked at them wrong. Now, who she's looking at like that? Can't wait till the service is over. Honey, that Mary Lou Jones Brown looking at me with them big old eyeballs. I know what was on her mind. I know what she was thinking. Now you supposed to have been worshiping God, praying and hearing the word, and you know what's on somebody else's mind. Come on, somebody. While you busy trying to figure out what's on somebody's mind, you need to find out what's on the mind of God. You need to find out what God is thinking. And if you're going to let somebody look at you wrong, stop you from serving God, you, you sit, you're a sad Christian. Now, can I go on and conclude this thing? I need to tell you about something that happened to us just yesterday. No, it was Friday when we made it in. When we pulled in the driveway, there was a dead bullfrog there in the carport. And that bullfrog had swollen up and it was stinking. And God spoke to me this morning and said, Christians that don't pray, it's like a swollen dead bullfrog. Because prayer is like the oxygen for the Christian. And anything that's not breathing stinks. That's why you walk around so full of pride. You bloat it. And folks that haven't been spending time with God, they didn't even, don't nobody want to be around them. Because they're so critical. Finding faults in everybody and everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a bunch of stinky Christians in the church of Jesus Christ. And if you don't hurry up and get it right, God's going to move you. The first thing I did was ran out there and kicked that thing way down out of there. And if you don't get your pride together, you don't get your pride right, get your attitude right, God's going to go swoop, get you on out of here, get you on out the body of Christ. You know why? 
Does he say I'm coming back at a church without a spot, wrinkle, or a blemish, but a pure, amen, church living for him? How many know pride and arrogance stink? How many like working around proud women that just got too much pride? How many like working around men, fellows, that just got too much pride, you just can't even work with them? Huh? They too cute to bend down. We live in a town where we don't know men from women. The men, men stay under the dry as much as the women these days. Hands look like amen, $80 worth of manicure done on them. Are you listening to me? If they spend as much time, amen, with God as they do in the mirror and putting all these chemicals on themselves, amen, they need to spend that time being a father and a husband and a responsible man in the community. Oh, give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm preaching. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We need to be closed with a humility because it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I say it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees, folks. Anybody listening to what I'm saying here tonight? It's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I say it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's go on with this thing here. Because you need to get, get on home here. You need to get on home go pray. Not watch the Bonanza reruns. But you need to go home and pray. I say you need to go home and pray. You need to go home and spend some time with God. Quit praying for the drug addict and the alcoholic and the lost man and pray for your miserable soul tonight. Prayer life and came down to nothing. I'm too busy to pray. Get out the red light. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, I tried. Little two-cent prayer. Suppose where you worked, amen, they gave you a little fraction of your check. Suppose God treated us the way we treat him. Suppose God don't have no time for us. Wouldn't it be bad if God came to visit us and then we laying up that dead, visit our family, we laying up that dead, and God appeared and say, oh, I flew around and got so caught up, I forgot to keep the oxygen flowing last night and walk out the house, you would have an ugly picture of who God is. You wouldn't want to serve a God that didn't have time to remember to keep your heart beating. The, fam the family would not want to worship that God. But how in the world we think God has time to deliver us when we don't have time for him? Anybody will pray when they laying up their paralyzed. Anyone will pray when somebody take your wife or husband and walk off with them. I get people crying down here all day every week. They don't want God. I want my boyfriend back. You don't like it, do you? But God likes what I'm preaching in here tonight. God likes what I'm preaching in here tonight. Yeah, I got folks crying at all day every week in here. Ah! You come to get saved, no, I'm losing my house. Are you saved? No, I'm not saved, but I don't want to get saved right now. I don't want to be a hypocrite, but I want my house. As if that's a good excuse. They don't want to be a hypocrite, but they want their house and want God to give it back to them. 
Folks got cancer in their body, don't want to get right with God, but they want to get healed. Children all lost, being destroyed in the streets. You don't want to get right with God because you, you don't want to turn them into the dope addict. Amen. Got liquor all up in your house. Amen. And everything. And wonder why they smoking marijuana and on cocaine. And you got wild turkey. Amen. Granddad and scotch and got all this here. And wonder why they on drugs. Alcohol is a drug just like everything else. Oh, give the Lord a shout if you're here while I'm preaching. Hallelujah. got to get close with humility though you don't want your kids listening to that way out rock that say kill yourself but you got your jazz and won't get rid of it it's a collector's piece the devil's collector's piece a collector's piece might be the very piece that turned your kid out now, I better shut up I'm, I'm meddling now I'm not even preaching them I'm meddling but saints, we're going to have to get it right. You want them to tear old naked prince off the wall, but you got your rock and roller from 1950 on the wall. A choir clap hands, because they don't want clap hands out here. Don't clap hands, choir. It's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Are you listening to me? We got to be clothed in humility. See, when you spend time with God, you're not going to be so puffed up. You're going to be able to say, I missed it. See, God is not looking for no perfect people. He's looking for folks that are not afraid to say, I missed it. I was wrong. Look what the Word of God says. God resists the what? The proud. God say people that are full of pride, when they come to him, he bags up from them. How many of you know no pride going to get in heaven? Not, see, the seed of pride that was in the devil that made him become wicked. When you're full of pride, you're of your father, the devil. When you are full of pride, you have conceived and been, you, you are pregnant for the devil. You're going to have the devil's baby. And you know what the devil's baby is, Brother Jerry? It's death. Somebody shout glory. glory. Turn to your name and smile. Somebody just looked at somebody full of pride. Now laugh at the devil. Because pride is going to make you laugh or cry. Oh, it's over with. We're headed home. We don't have but a few minutes here left. We've got a lot of places to go and a short time to get there now. Let's go home now. It says, and he giveth grace to the humble. What, what is God saying? Grace means unmerited favor. He gives blessings that you don't deserve when you're clothed in humility. And that's the reason why some folks that you feel like you're smarter than got more than you. That's an insulting thing. When a man that you think you're smarter than has a whole lot more than you. Ah! I came, you know, Brother Kearney, when I was in the world, I always had nothing. But I was smarter than all the guys that had everything. I, I, really, I really was smart. I was most slicker. I could outthink them, I thought. 
<laughs> but I had a law working against me called sowing and reaping. Because I looked out for me. And I looked out for mine. And I looked out for I. And it looked like all my dumb friends had more than me. And I was so jealous of them. I wouldn't let them know that, but I said, oh, this old dumb thing did this to myself. What are you doing in that nice pretty car? What are you doing with them $100 bills in his wallet? And then I would talk about it. I say, look at how you ride in that old car. You don't even know how to lean. You're just sitting up there. I said, if I had that car, I'd lean out. Then I would always talk about the way he would dress. I said, look at it. It looked like bullwinker. But he had all the credit cards. I would go in the shops and try to look and see the camera not watching me, trying to get me something. Y'all not looking, listening to me. See, that's what pride will do to you. Pride will make a thief out of you. Some of you may not be stealing material things, but you're stealing spiritual things. And you're losing out on a lot of blessings because God resists the proud and he gives favor to the people that walk in humility. It's a terrible life to live when folks meet you at the door and say, Mama says she's not home. See, I ain't had all that happen to me. Mama says she's not home. My kid folks. It's a terrible thing when you knock on the door and you know they're in there and they want our answer. Ken folks. But I was full of pride. And pride will make you lazy too. I used to get up sometimes and say, I'll kill a work. Don't you mess with me. I'll kill work today. Somebody say a job around me, I'll choke them. Y'all not listening to what I'm preaching. See, pride will turn you into a fool. Pride will make the most beautiful person in here become ugly. Anyone know what I'm talking about in here? I can only preach it from my experience. Now, it might be a little cruel and a little rough, but I'm preaching it like it is. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost define it to you. God said we got to be closed with humility. Why? Because it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. I say it's hard. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Look what he says here. Humble yourself. Well, who's going to humble you? I had folks around me in my life tell God and sent them to humble me. <laughs> well, why God sent you to humble me? Who's going to humble you? Huh? How many of you that got folks always coming up to you got a word from God for you? Why God speaking to you about my business? He knows my address and my zip code. God knows where I live. But he got to talk to you and tell you, and you're the biggest gossiper in the church, my business.
Could be pride. You got a word from pride. Oh, let's get off of this. Because y'all don't want to hear the truth tonight. Y'all want to hear about Moses going through the Red Sea and everybody fall out up in here. We want to hear about Joshua knocking the walls of Jericho down, but we don't want to get the pride out of our lives. So you can knock some walls down. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may what? Exalt you in what? Due time. What time? See, God has a timing on blessing you. He didn't say, I'm going to bless you in 24 hours. He didn't say, I'm going to bless you right now. He said, I'm going to bless you in due time when your time comes. Every one of you in here has a time. And every time you operate outside of your timing, God tells you, take another lap. You going to get it right? No, I ain't going to do right. Take another lap then. Israel, you're going to do right? We're not going to do right. We stiff back, rebellious folks. Take another lap. And that little few-day journey turned into 40 years because he said, take another lap. You didn't learn, you didn't learn, you didn't learn. And when you walk around with pride and arrogance and a stiffness and a hardness of heart, God will tell you to take another lap. But when you're clothed in humility, God opens the doors and says, come on in and sit with me. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. Don't worry about what folks think about you. My victory and salvation is not in nobody's head. See, when you start, look, let me tell you something. We want the Rambo image. Uh, Rambo, that big muscle guy. Huh? That's Rambo? Huh? We, we like that, that big, strong image. We don't want to look like Goldman Powell. See, Goldman Powell. Sergeant Carter. Shane, 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 Shane. No, we want Rambo. Just blowing up something. We want to be somebody to the world. But God say humility is where my blessings are. We want everybody to have a good word about us. Let me tell you something. I'll never forget a man told me this about 14 years ago. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, I was doing something totally evil when he told me this. I'm not going to tell you, Betty, what I was doing. But he looked at me and he said, son, don't you ever think everybody going to love you. You see, we got the human part of us want everybody to always have a good word about us. Want everybody to always have something good to say about you. Folks, if you live wicked, folks going to talk about you. And if you live righteous, they definitely going to talk about you. Come on, somebody. The last, the second thing about a person on their knees, write this down, is that it's where you take the load off of your feet. How many know when you get on your knees, the load is off your feet? See, when you get in prayer and give it to God, the load is off of you, it's on God. <laughs> no wonder some of you walk around here defeated. Because you've been carrying the whole load. You've been wondering how you're going to pay the rent 30 days from now. You may be dead, so don't worry about it. Tell your neighbor, say, don't worry about it. 
You might be dead. Don't have to worry about it no more. Great. Folks, take the load off of you and put it on God. He's been carrying the load for the last 6,000 years and he, he's not weak. I say, your little problem is nothing to God. A man on his knees takes the load off his feet. A man in prayer takes the load off of his mind and off of his heart. Now look what the next verse says. Casting all your what? Cares upon who? Him. Why? For he careth for you. Do that make any sense tonight? Give the Lord a hand clap if it makes sense. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Sister Tom, you don't have to carry the load when you're down here. Because when you're on your knees, you took the load off your feet. You can just rest and say, I love you, Jesus. Oh, you took the load off of me, Lord. Hallelujah. Why it took me so long. You see, I was telling the folks this morning that in November... I had been carrying the load for a long time, for about a year or two. And in November, guess what? I collapsed because I was out the will of God. I was carrying the load of this ministry. But now I learned to get on my knees and put the load on God where it belongs. Hallelujah. Right now, our, note, our bills is right at $100,000 a month. But guess what? I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. Because guess what? I'm on my knees now. See, last year my notes wasn't but 75, 50, and 75, from 50,000 to 75,000 a month. And I was walking around like this, trying to get it from this place, trying to get it from here, trying to get it there and get in a board meeting, start a fight with everybody. Are you listening to me? And then all of a sudden I had to fall out on my back for two months in the bed. But when I crawled out of that bed one day and got in that living room, I made peace with God. And guess what? When I got on my knees, I found out the Lord wasn't on my feet no more. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a shout if you hear what Oh, come on. Give the Lord a shout if you hear what I'm Oh, glory be to God tonight. Hallelujah. Woo. Sometimes we got to almost kill ourselves before we get a breakthrough because we're in error. He said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Now, if you're messed up, repent. You don't have to go pay your dues. The blood and paid for it already. Whew. Oh, God, I love you. Let's close this out with a thought. This is the thought. We've been so busy praying for God to touch our loved ones and different friends. So busy asking for things instead of saying, Lord, I want to know you. And that's meant some good things because you've been saying, Lord, save this person. Lord, move for this person. Lord, do this and that. But how many of you have taken time this week just to say, I'm not going to ask God for nothing but to know him? Nothing but to know him. Nothing but to know him. <laughs> Lord, I ain't going to try it. Lord, if you pay the house, no, that's good. If you don't, if I don't have a house, I'm going to worship you. 
If I got to live under the stars, I'm going to love you. If I don't have no money in my pocket, I'm going to worship you. If I had to live with this sickness in my body the rest of my life, please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, prayer is not begging. But prayer is talking to God and let God talk to you. How long has it been that you just broke away and fell on your face just to know him? Just to love him. <laughs> and you know we preachers are the most guiltiest people of all because we go pray to get sermons. We go pray because we got to pray for the sick. Or we got a meeting going on. How long has it been when it has no meeting, there's no sermon, there's no sick people, but you got to go break away and get with your God and tell him you love him. I love you, God. I love you, God. I want you to write this down. You can shut your Bible up if you want because it's over with now for the night. We're going to deal with prayer for the next month. We're going to walk in so much power with God that folks are going to get sick, get healed when our shadow hit them. I know somebody right now, a theologian, heard that and said that's false doctrines. But whatever Jesus did after the resurrection, he's going to do it again. I say whatever he did after the resurrection, he's going to do it again. Peter had a shadow service. Peter's shadow hit the sick and they got up out of their sick bed. Why? Because the Bible said they told the deacons and the elders, y'all take care of all of this. Y'all take care of all this work. I'm going to spend time in the Word and ministering unto God. Nobody in here got a right sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people unless you share your life with God first. We want to share with people, but we don't want to share us with God. You have not a right to go talk about a God you don't know. I don't have a right tonight to go and represent the governor or the president because I know a little knowledge about them and I don't know them as a person. You don't have a right to be out here witnessing for God and never spend time with God. Because you're in, in arrogance, you're in flesh, you're in service. The Bible said there was two women, one named Mary, one named Martha. Jesus went in the house, amen. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his words and ministered to Jesus. And Martha was so busy trying to cook, trying to clean up. And she got mad with Mary because Mary wanted to know Jesus. She wanted to worship Jesus. She wanted to love Jesus. And she said, Master, you don't care if I serve all by myself? And Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, you enmissed it, honey. You busy doing the work and you don't know the Lord of the work. 
So many folks busy cooking chicken and raffling hogheads and celebrating this and that day in the church house and don't even know the God of the church house. It's time to know God, then go out among the people. No wonder the world don't want to be a Christian. How in the world are we going to represent God and we ain't heard God in years? Hallelujah. I want you to write this down. You know, we live in an hour where folks want to learn so much. The average one of us don't cut the radio off. Listen. Listen to me. And I'm going to close. I'm getting ready to close this time. This is it. Because we need to be praying. I want to let you go home early. We're going to fast. Are you listening to me? Tuesday is our day of fasting around here. We're going to fast. Amen. We're not going to just be fasting on Tuesday. Every Tuesday I fast. That's religion when you do the same thing all the time. And that don't move God. You don't need God to, uh, amen, to get right. You need to get right. Fasting gets you right. It don't get God to do nothing for you. Because God already blessed him. God already spoke the word. You just need to line up with the word so you can get involved in the blessing. You see, we, the problem is not getting people out to church. Oh, we can get folks out to church anytime. We got this many people out here tonight in a stone. The problem is not getting folks to church. The problem is not getting people to go to Tulsa to a camp meeting or to go see Fred Price or Billy Graham. That ain't no problem. Because we're living in a time where we get so excited about knowledge. The sin of the beginning is the sin of now. Let me prove it. Pastor, you can agree with me on this. What was the sin of Adam? The sin of Adam was that he ate from the tree of knowledge. He ate from the tree of knowledge and he shouldn't have ate from the tree of knowledge. He should have ate from the tree of life. Prayer, knowing God through prayer is life. I can get you to come out here to learn the Hebrew and the Greek or, or to hear a seminar on prophecy. We pack the building out on knowledge. But I cannot get you to come pray because prayer is the tree of life. Prayer is the tree of life. That was the sin of the beginning, preachers. God had a problem with Adam wanting more knowledge. But he didn't want to live. Because if he wanted to live, he would have ate from the tree of life. God didn't tell him not to eat from the tree of life. God told him don't eat from the tree of knowledge. And we got churches full, amen, every Sunday. Folks learning and learning and learning about a God that they don't even really worship and love. We're not eating the fruit of life, but we're eating the fruit of knowledge. The same sin that creep back up on us after 6,000 years. I'm about to close. Are you listening to me? It's back upon us. Instead of us humbling ourselves on our knees, eating from the tree of life. See, God wanted Adam to eat from the tree of life. But Adam wanted to eat from the tree of knowledge. Oh, I don't have a problem getting folks coming out here if I tell them I'm teaching on this, I'm teaching on that. But if I say, let's come pray, nobody show up. 
because prayer is life. Prayer for the child of God is like the breath that you're breathing. Prayer for the child of God is like a fish in the water, but when you take the fish out the water, it dies. If you take prayer out the child of God's life, she or he will die. And we're just like Adam. Eating. I got a great revelation. Honey, I got a word from God. But do you know God? How long has it been since you heard the sweet voice of God say, come my child and spend time with me? How long has it been since you just worshiped him? Just seven years ago down on Scenic Highway in the little prayer house, eight by 10, I didn't have nothing, but I had God. I would stay there on my face 13, 14 hours a day worshiping him, loving God. It's a funny thing when you're loving God, you don't get caught up in all of this world and things. You don't get caught up in, in trying to do things religious so people will say something good about you. You don't get caught up in just being a good deacon and a good elder, a good church member when, you, when you're worshiping God. All you want to do is please God. Let me tell you, saints of God, you have no right ministering to people until you minister to God first. You have no right going out here being a bearer of eternal life until you have ate from the tree of life. All we are doing as church folks is going around the world putting people in religious bondage by sharing knowledge. And we've been cast out of the garden of Eden in the spirit. And we wonder why we're not seeing the healings and the miracles and folks getting saved like they did in that first century. But the Bible said for 10 days they was in that upper room eating from the tree of life. And the Bible said on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come, they were in one place, in one accord, and suddenly they heard from the tree of life. See, if you don't have life, you can't give life. I say, if you don't have life, you can't give life. And folks, whoever you be around, that's who you're going to act like. If you be with God and spend time with God, folks are not going to see you. They're going to see God. But if we eat from the tree of life, all we got is a conversation with no power. Remember in my closing that it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. We're not praying enough. See, if the church pray, you ain't got to worry about no homosexuals on the piano. Don't know homosexual want to be around a group of people that really love Jesus? See, God loved the homosexual, but he hates to sin. See, if we pray, our brothers and sisters are not going to mess up so much. Because folks are not going to be able to do anything and then be around people that really love God. Y'all not listening to me tonight. Saints, are you ready to eat from the tree of life? Everybody got their tapes, their books, got their seminars, packages. But how many folks can honestly say, I really know that I'm pleasing God because I spend the amount of time with him that I need. Don't wait till the phone rang at night and some bad news on the line and then you rushing trying to get a hold of God. We need to walk in the spirit so that whenever bad news come, 
we can stop it through the power of the word of God that's in our lives. Remember this, it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees, but you bow your heads and pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your word, that it will not return void, but will accomplish that what pleases you. Lord, I thank you for